listening to 88.1 WKNC. At this time, instead of bringing you the evening exchange, we'll be bringing you a live feed from Reynolds Coliseum, where they are holding a tribute for the late coach K. Yao, the women's basketball program. We'll be getting underway very shortly here, starting out with uh, remarks from uh, Robin Pate, the director of basketball operations. As we listen to the band right now, we'll just take a minute and let them play for you. And this is 88.1 WKNC. We'll be waiting for the start of the tribute service for Kay Yao, the coach of the women's basketball program who passed away on Saturday after a long illness. She's been battling cancer longer than uh, some of us have been attending NC State here since 1987. She's been the uh, coach of the women's program since uh, 1976. And you can hear the program beginning. We'll be back with you after the comments from Robin Pate. It's a little lonelier up here than I expected. On behalf of our team, and our staff, and our scores of former players and managers and staff and coaches, I'd like to welcome you to our coaches' court, KL Court at Reynolds Coliseum. And our special time tonight to celebrate Coach KL. Tonight, we'll honor, reminisce, maybe laugh or cry, and continue to heal. And we thank you, because your being here tonight is helping us in our process. Last night, I walked through here, and it was dark. All the lights were out, because we're doing our part with the budget crunch. But I could still see the red shiny seats and the benches and the basketball goals and our banners and the former player jerseys and those banners. And then I looked to the floor, but I didn't think of basketballs or whistles or sneakers squeaking. I thought of her. But she wasn't coaching. She was telling us, telling us a story, another funny something that happened to her, something she forgot, or another cell phone saga. Not, not the one about where she baked the cell phone in the pizza in the oven. I'm not kidding. This was the one about when she dropped the cell phone in the cup of coffee and had the hair dryer blowing it out so it could work. If you know Coach Al's records and accolades, that's all you know about her, you don't know Coach Al. If you've only seen her scowling on the sideline at, 
at some of her players or officials, you haven't seen her best side. And if you didn't learn from her, you weren't really paying attention because I learned so much from her. And the last few days, I've been learning a whole lot more. Before we learn more about her from the, some of those close to her, I ask that you join me in a moment of silence for Coach K. Yao, and I'll conclude it. Father, I know you're present here, and I want to thank you for granting us time with Coach Al in this place. And I thank you for her kindness and gentleness, her witness and her willingness to let us know her. And thank you for her passion, commitment, her perseverance, and her, her incredible courage, Lord, and for allowing us to see it all. We've all been so blessed by her, her teams, her staffs, the university, and the community that she loves so dearly. She was an awesome sister and daughter, aunt, and even mother figure to hundreds, not just her former players, but their kids, and scores of KEL campers who came back year after year. Thank you for her faith and for her living that faith in you through all she did and said. And I ask that her testimony continue to be fruitful. And I know she's dancing and singing in heaven with the angels, but still wondering why we cut practice short today. Because she would still want to be teaching and coaching. Please be with us tonight and our time together. All these things I humbly ask in your name. Amen. Thank you for coming tonight. We're here, as Robin said, and that was Robin Pate. He's the Director of Operations for Basketball. And as Kay Al always, if you ever work for Kay, you kind of work for her for life. He's been a manager with her. He was a coach with her. And he's been Director of Operations for Basketball the last, last 11 years. And, and uh, Robin is, was very close to Coach Al. The last time I visited with Coach Al on a Sunday, she talked about Robin and how much uh, that he meant to her. Uh, we did this tonight, and we came here on, on KL Court because we felt like it was a special place. Uh, as Robin said, if, if you didn't know Coach Al, she was a teacher as much as she was a coach. And this was her classroom, and when she was here, she was the happiest. If you saw Coach Al during her two sicknesses in the last four or five years, if you saw her not in here, she had a different look on her face when she was in here practicing and coaching and working with young people. She is a, a person that I saw her some nights so sick that she didn't, you didn't think she could come up here and coach. And when she came up here, she had a goal on her face. So this was a place that was very special to her. It was a place that meant so much to her. When I think about Kay, you think about a leader, a teacher, a Christian, probably as much as anything else, a fighter, and a mother figure. 
when, when you get around this staff, and you're going to hear some staff members tonight, you're going to hear about there are a couple of ways you were a camper and became a player, or you just were a camper, and the, just the campers don't have the same feeling that the campers that became players here have about each other. They all had the same feeling about Coach Al, but they don't feel the, the same, and I know they'll talk about that tonight. Uh, Kate said to me once about attitude, about positive attitude. You've all heard her talk about stepping in a puddle and not staying in it and kicking it and taking a step forward. She, she told me once that she was convinced that 10% of what happened to you uh, that you couldn't control and 90% you could control, and that was your attitude and a positive attitude. And Kay Al was always positive. I never met with her over the nine years I've been the athletic director here that she wasn't positive. And you know what, I'll tell you a little secret about Kay, and we can't talk about this publicly, and this is not a public occasion, of course, but she would gripe about officiating. <laughs> the, the, when we went, when I went to see her the afternoon after the Carolina game, when we went to Carolina and played them to overtime, I never forget, I walked in the room and she was sitting in her chair and she said, Lee, how you doing? Could you believe the officiating today? And I said, Kay, I didn't think it. we got a square. She said, it was worse than that. I said, that was horrible. Couldn't believe that. So I can say that now. But she was always a competitor. You, know, you always, if Sydney and them played basketball and you saw her the next day, she could tell you every play. After a football game, I mean, she was NC State through and through. Uh, and she cared about every student here, not just student athletes. The Grains of Time came here tonight because it was her favorite band. She loved to hear them sing a cappella. And she loved the band, the fans, the cheerleaders. That was all special to her. And as you saw her come back at the end of the game, she thanked everybody. So this is a celebration tonight, and let's make it that. And our, our next speaker is Dr. James Oblinger, who is unbelievable supporter of our athletic program here, all our athletic programs. He's the 13th Chancellor of NC State University, Dr. Jim Oblinger. Thank you all for being here tonight. You know much has been said and much has been written about Coach Yao since her death on Saturday. With all of the stories shared and all of the memories recalled, I think you'll recognize the significance of each of these words. Courageous, positive, passionate, encouraging, selfless, caring, determined, supportive, inspirational, spiritual, focused, and gracious. Kay's life was nothing short of remarkable. She inspired and encouraged others to pursue that game she loved, helping to develop her players, coaches, and the sport of basketball itself. With a passion that commanded admiration and respect, Coach Kay Yao not only inspired her team, but inspired her opponents as well. 
Now make no mistake about it, Kay wanted to beat the other team, probably wanted to beat the other team badly, and then give them a hug afterwards. We're all familiar with her talents and accomplishments on the basketball court, coaching for 34 years right here at North Carolina State, celebrating more than 700 career wins. Just think about that number. Leading the U.S. women's basketball team to an Olympic gold medal in Seoul in 1988, one year after she was diagnosed with breast cancer becoming only the fifth woman to be enshrined in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. And the list goes on and on and on. And as you also know, Coach Yao's legacy goes well beyond the hardwood floor. As you've heard, as you've read, as you probably have experienced, she used her talent not for personal gain, but to help other people. It was her commitment to serving others with a positive attitude that was grounded in humility, courage, and strength that set her apart from everyone. And when she was faced with adversity, she rallied with a positive and determined spirit. Kay always said that she might not have control over what happens in life, especially cancer. But she also told us all that we have 100% control over how we respond to what happens. She never talked much about her personal challenges and her personal struggles. Did anyone ever hear Coach Yao complain about anything other than those officials' calls that Lee just mentioned. I don't think so. I know I never did. She always talked about her team, her players, her girls. She talked about the fans, the band, the cheerleaders and her friends. That focus, as you know, was always on others. Always positive, always supportive, and always thankful. Always. Kayal lived in a way most of us can only aspire to, and because she chose to do so, North Carolina State University and all the lives she touched will be forever, forever changed. What she did for women's basketball, for North Carolina State University, for cancer fighters and cancer survivors, and for humanity, truly exceptional. It is our hope, the hope she nurtured, that we will continue to work together to fight cancer and find that ultimate victory of a cure. Kay Yao once said, and I quote here, I need to make a difference in the lives of other people. If I'm not doing that, I've missed the whole point of my gift of life." End quote. Coach Yao, you did make a difference in so many ways and in so many lives. 
in the lives of those of us who knew you and in the lives of people who knew of you. You made and will continue to make a huge difference in people's lives. We can all make a difference too, and we can do it for Coach K. Yao. Finally, Coach, we will always remember you as a masterful coach, a fantastic mentor, a friend, a fighter, and a winner. And because you were all of those things and more, you will always be remembered as an inspiration and as a role model. Thank you, Coach Yao, for being you and for sharing with us the incredible gift of your life. Thank you all. And that was NC State Chancellor James Oblinger. Coming up next, we'll hear from Jenny Palmatier, assistant basketball coach. Um, I want to read a letter that I received today. It's a short letter, but I think it shows Coach Al, how people thought of Coach Al. Even this, this particular letter is not from a Wolfpacker. <clears throat> it said, <clears throat> excuse me, dear athletic director, this is a sad day for all of us. Coach K. Al was an honorable person, both on the court and off. I love this great coach who year after year had NC State student athletes looking and performing not less than professional. And although I'm a Carolina fan, I love viewing the Lady Wolf Pack. God bless the Honorable K. Al family and her family on the North Carolina State University campus. Love Ricky Barnes, who is less than 12, I can assure you, by his writing. And then he says, P.S. Heaven, one of its angels, is returning home after a very productive life on earth. God bless you, Head Coach KL. And that came today. I thought that was a great letter. Our next, next person for a reflection on Coach Al is Jenny Palmatier. She played for Coach Al. She played on ACC Championship. She also attended her camp. So she's one of those special people that got to go to her camp and play for her. Now she's coached for her for 10 years. So, Jenny, come up. Thanks. Uh, thanks. First of all, on behalf of all of the current and former players and staff, I'd, I'd really like to uh, thank everybody for coming out tonight. Um, it really means a lot to us, mostly because we know how much all of you meant to Coach Al. Uh, I can tell you that she... Uh, was always so appreciative of all the support that we received from our, our Wolfpack Nation here. And there wasn't anything that could bring a smile to her face more than coming up the stairs of Reynolds to a nice crowd. And so I feel pretty sure that she's up there today smiling. So thanks for coming. Um, there's a saying that goes, there are many things in life that will catch your eye but only a few will catch your heart. Pursue those. And I really feel that the same um, statement is true regarding people. That there are a lot of people that come in and out of our lives and we can learn so much from them. But that only a really special few make a lasting impression on our hearts. And I really feel like Coach Al was one of those people. 
She was the kind of person that wrote handwritten notes to all of the former players for Christmas and for birthdays. And you're talking about uh, three generations. Um, that's a lot of former players. And I can't remember her ever missing my birthday. And it wasn't just a, a birthday card that said, you know, love Coach Al. It was an in-depth, lengthy note to each person individually, just wishing her best, which was really amazing to me. She was the kind of person that attended all the former players' weddings, no matter if it was one hour away, four hours away, eight hours away. She always found a way to come see us and to be at our weddings, even if it meant just flying in for the day. And it was always two, two pilot planes. She had a thing about that. Always had to be two pilots. <laughs> Didn't matter how small, but had to have two pilots. Um, she was the kind of person that took time to spend with her players. Uh, remember as a freshman, uh, there were three of us, my sister, myself, and uh, Danielle Parker. And I remember after about three weeks of practice, sitting on the, on the benches over there, just sharing a Gatorade. And Coach Al would sit there with us. And we would just sit there and drink Gatorade. <laughs> and Sometimes the men would be practicing and we would be watching, just kind of hanging out. And it was funny because we talked about a lot of things during those times. Talked about our families. We talked about how we were adjusting to college. We talked about pretty much anything but basketball. And that's the kind of person that she was. Um, she was the kind of person that would buy a Christmas present in July <laughs> just because she happened to stumble across something that she knew someone would really like. Uh, she was the kind of person that would write a thank you note for a thank you note. <laughs> and it, it got to a point we used to tease her about that because we we're like, where does the madness end? Because then she wanted to send a thank you note for the thank you note for the thank you note. Um, but most of all, I think the thing that meant the most to me was that she was the kind of person that as a player you really felt comfortable enough to have a little fun with from time to time. And thinking about this, it was really hard for me to, uh, to single out one or two stories, but I would like to just share one that, that happened while I was playing that I think you would really get a kick out of. Um, it, was, it was about December, I think it was my junior or senior year. There were five seniors, and we were kicking some butt at home, but I'll tell you what, we really missed you guys on the road. <laughs> And so, wins on the road were hard to come by. Well, we happened to be playing in a tournament in Florida. It was a two-game swing, and we won the first game. And so we were feeling, you know, really good about ourselves and decided that we would muster up the, uh, the nerve, I guess you could say, to go to Coach Al's room in the hotel and ask her for the day off from practice. Well, there were five of us, and one of the five happened to be Terry White, and Terry was 6'5", and a big 6'5". And, um, you know, we were on the elevator on the way up to her room, and we were just pumping each other up to do this, you know? We're like, well, how about this? When she opens the door, we'll just run and tackle her onto the bed. And so we're all joking about this. Well, we get up to the room, we knock on the door, Coach Al opens the door, and Terry White, of all people, took a running start and tackled Coach Al. 
And Coach Al went flying. I'm like a wrestling dive on Coach Al. Coach Al went flying backwards, rolled over the bed. And this, to this day, this amazes me. But she had a, a Coke in her hand and never spilled a drop. <laughs> so those, those were good times, good memories. And I know that all the, the former players have stories along those same lines. But, you know, playing for Coach Al wasn't just all about fun and games. Uh, the practices were long and intense, and she, she pushed us. She really pushed us to reach our full potential. So to this day, I'm still not sure whether it was harder to, uh, to defend a pick and roll or to avoid Coach Al in the middle of the action as she kind of bobbed and weaved with every pass that was thrown. Uh, she had a lot of close calls and, and actually got run over several times, just so you know. Um, to Coach Yao, coaching was really about teaching. Uh, she taught us the proper techniques, how to rebound, shoot, play defense, all the basic fundamentals of basketball. But I think most of all, uh, Coach Yao taught us that basketball wasn't only about wins and losses. To Coach Yao, basketball was about helping us mature and grow into young ladies. It was about making sure that we earned our degree from NC State. And most of all, it was about being a part of a lasting family and building lifelong friendships. Coach Al really saw us for who we could become and not necessarily who we were at the time. She had a vision and a belief in us. And with, because we knew she had that vision and belief, it really helped us believe in ourselves. And because of that, we were able to achieve so much more than anybody ever thought possible, both on and off the court. Coach Al taught, taught me, and I'm sure a lot of us, how to be a friend. She told us that in order to have a friend, you needed to be a friend. True friend. She taught us that a true friend believes in you no matter what, and is the type of person that makes you better. Well, as a former player, I'm really blessed, feel truly blessed that Coach Al was not only my coach, but a friend. I think Connie Rogers Newcomb, class of 82, said it best when she said that we are a tight-knit group that loves our coach dearly. She will be smiling upon us as we gather to celebrate her life and her legacy. Her spirit will live in us and with us forever. I feel certain that Coach Al would want her passing to really deepen everybody's faith in the Lord. She was a person with a heart of gold, and as Marquetta Dickens, class of 2007, put it, she was our angel on earth. Now I'd like to just, just kind of close and, and share a poem uh, with you that ironically, Coach Yao gave to me about six years ago. And um, when I read it, I thought, I'm saving this poem. And turns out, it was perfect timing. The poem goes, God saw she was getting tired and a cure was not to be. So he put his arms around her and whispered, come to me. With tearful hearts, we watched her fade away. Although we love her dearly, we could not make her stay. A golden heart stopped beating, hardworking hands to rest. God broke our hearts to prove to us he only takes the best. We love you, Coach Al.
Next, we're going to have a, a video, and I want to thank Jim Sherrill and, and Jason Rasnick, who does the video for uh, women's basketball, who put this. It's about an 18-minute video, and it, it'll go by real quick. It's, it's a great video, so let's show the video, please. And you're listening to 88.1 WKNC as we're carrying uh, live audio from Reynolds Coliseum during the tribute to the late Coach K. Yao. Earlier you heard Robin Pate, the director of women's basketball operations, uh, the athletic director Lee Fowler, as well as Chancellor Oblinger, and finally Jenny Palmatier with some very touching words and uh, inspiration she learned from K. Yao. At this time we're going to go with an interview that was conducted yesterday here on WKNC on the uh, Sports Revolution with uh, Patrick Keenis on his recollections of Kay Yao. He is the voice of the women's Wolfpack basketball. Well, right now we've got the voice of the women's Wolfpack. You can hear him right here on 88.1 WKNC for every game, uh, home or away, and, and that's Patrick Keenis. He's been doing it for eight years. Patrick, thanks for coming on with us. Hey, you're very welcome, James. I wish the circumstances were a little bit brighter, but uh, I'm, I'm very proud to be here. And before we start, uh, Coach Yao is a big, big fan of WKNC. And, you know, a couple of years ago when she was unable to travel and, and miss the series of games, uh, WKNC would be really her only conduit to her team. And so, you know, for, from her heart, I can express to you uh, personally that, that she was very fond and then and very appreciative of everything that, that you and your staff uh, up the line did for her. And, you know, not, not to make this a, a sad moment, but uh, I, I was told Saturday morning when we broke the news to the team that uh, she was able to listen to the entire game uh, against Miami on Thursday. So you can, you can take a little bit of solace in knowing that, uh, that, that she was there until the end with WKNC and her team. Absolutely, and we're glad to have the Wolfpack women and, and anything associated with Coach Yao on with us um, but patrick you've covered the pack now for eight years now is that correct that's right and all of them have been with coach Yao running the show and just uh, just what do you think coach Yao's legacy is going to be at nc state well it's, it's that's a pretty easy and complex question uh i mean i think her legacy transcends every every subject every topic because she's affected and impacted so many people's lives in different ways 
Uh, we're all better for knowing for knowing Coach Yao. There's no doubt about it. Uh, she's a pioneer in women's basketball. That's an understatement. With everything that that she has has endured and 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 all the the strides that she has made for you know for gender equity, for women, uh, for women's pay, for cancer research, uh, cancer awareness, uh, spirituality. You know, for her faith, it was such a huge huge part of who she was. Uh, what she represented uh, to the campus, to the students. Uh, you know, it, it really, it, it really is amazing. You could, you could find somebody who maybe wasn't a big basketball fan, but as as large of a, of a Coach Yao fan because of of those other things unrelated to the game of, of women's basketball. You know, when when I moved out to Raleigh, I, I grew up in Chicago. Came here in 1999. Started with Graham late in 2001. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you know, I, I was one of those those non-women's basketball fans. I didn't know who Coach Yao was. I didn't know what her background was. I uh, didn't know all, all the impact that she had had to that stage on people's lives. And it didn't take me long to figure out just how, how revered she was and everything that she had, had accomplished and everything that she was still wanting to do. You know, she, she really wasn't done, you know, from our staff perspective, we weren't done learning from her. And the players said this in a meeting Saturday morning when, you know, when it was a very somber meeting, as you might imagine. I mean, the, the, our, our leader, who you thought was indestructible, uh, finally succumbed. But, you know, for, speaking for someone who had been with the program for a year and with, with some of our players, uh, the freshmen and a couple of walk-ons, uh, up to people who had played for her for four years, the staff members like myself who had been there eight, uh, to other staff members who have been there 25 and longtime friends of hers who have known her forever. Uh, you just didn't feel like this time was going to come. And none of us, from the, the one-year novices to the you know, 50-year Coach Al, you know, friend veterans, none of us were done learning from, from, from her. That's, that's the sad part, but that's you know, the, the, the celebration of her is the fact that because she did, James touched so many people. You don't need to look very far to find somebody who's feeling your pain, who senses the void that we all have right now, even a couple of days after the fact. You know, you, you, it might be the, the very person you're sitting next to. You know, everybody has a sense of loss, uh, but, but a sense of, of being heartened because we all learn different things from her, but we all, in the, in the end, learn from her. And so we kind of gain our strength right now, and we really need it from the result of all of her life's work and and that's what makes it a little bit just a little bit easier absolutely and, and we're we're so glad to have Yao around and we're so fortunate at nc state for for 34 years to have her coaching our women's basketball team and, I, and if i'm not mistaken she actually did coach some softball in her early days of coaching here but Yao, you said that she was a pioneer in coaching, and I think that's absolutely true. And I was just wondering what you thought made her different from other coaches and what kind of an impact she made on the position of coaching, particularly women's basketball in the ACC. Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting question. To, to me, what, what separated her, apart from all of the, the, the 737 wins and you know the Sweet 16s and the 98 Final Four and the Olympic Gold and what separates her, in my perspective, from the other coaches, she, she, she does it the right way. You know, you, you, never, you never have come across any other coach 
who has not, you know, there haven't been words under people's breath saying that, you know, they're they're paying their players or they're they're breaking this rule or they're doing this improperly. You never needed to worry that the coach out didn't coach the right way, didn't treat her players the right way, didn't do anything beyond the, the, the absolute perfect perfect way. And I think a lot of that stems from from her her faith and what what she taught me. And and uh, granted, I have a couple of years on, on the players on the team, but what she taught everybody so much. And she just taught me to to be a better person. That I've always I've always wanted to treat people the right way, and and thought I had a pretty good grasp on that. But she a reinforced it that it that it was okay. B that it was the right thing to do, and see how to do it better. So that's what I, that's what I take from my time from coach. She was an, an amazing coach, an amazing illustration of of doing things the right way. She I mean she knew every former player's husband, every former player's children by name would send out birthday cards, would send out you know. Uh, marriage anniversary notes to them she would respond i can't tell you how many times i walked into her office and we'd be in advance of doing a pregame interview and almost invariably she would be sitting in her chair away from her desk with just a, a pile of letters and they could be from former campers uh former uh, you know cancer survivors people who are just struggling or people who simply are kl fans for other reasons and Every time I'd sit down and, and she'd be in the middle of a thought and she'd always say, hey, hang on one second, Patrick, I just need to finish this, this thought. She would respond by hand to as many of those as, as she would be allowed to during any given day. And the next time I'd go in for an interview at a home game, the, the same thing would happen. Uh, you know, I, I found myself the other day, as we knew this day was imminent, uh, going through, I mean, I was, I was just creaming my, my back room looking through boxes to find all the pictures with her and all the handwritten cards that, you know, she, she and I had, ex- had exchanged many notes over the years. Just, you know, a uh, thank you, you know, for embracing me into the program as much as she did. And, you know, we do this a few times a year. So I was able to, to dig up a lot of these just because you, you like, like Coach Glantz said the other day, where she found herself grasping for everything uh, that, that Coach Yao had taught. Uh, I found myself doing the same thing from everything that she taught me, and you, you wanted to watch every news report. You wanted to see every tribute. You wanted to hear every radio show, read every article. And I wanted to find every card and find every picture. And, you know, I, I can still hear her voice in my head, as I'm sure everybody out there listening can. And it, it's, it's very special because I don't, I think when, whenever I pass, hopefully it's a, a long time from now, uh, if I can have a sliver of of impact on people's lives as she did, I'll be a happy man. And you, you're talking about just how special a lady Kay Yao was and, and how special she was to her players and to to all the people that are just around her. And, and I think that's something that stands out. But I, I want to take a minute to talk about something that was special to Coach Yao, and that was uh, Hoops for Hope and the battle against cancer, which is a, you know, Hoops for Hope, which is a project she started and she just wanted to raise money for cancer research to beat this terrible disease that ended up uh, ending her life just a few short days ago. But what's it like to be part of a project like Hoops for Hope, uh, just something that Coach Yao loves so much? What's it like to be a part of that? Well, if, if, if students or, or people here in the Triangle are, are listening to this right now, and I know many are, 
and they have not had a chance to to beat at Reynolds Coliseum the first three installments of this Hoops for Hope. You you really need. I, I, I would I would implore you to to come to Reynolds Coliseum on the fifteenth of February, because regardless of how I describe it and what the atmosphere is like, and the halftime where you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of uh, cancer survivors walk out under placards and there are numbers on these placards indicating how many years they've been you know battling cancer you know some in varying stages some might have just been diagnosed a couple of months ago uh others might may have been fighting this for you know 20 plus years as coach did so valiantly you have no idea how how emotional and and how how deep this hits you uh the first time that we had the hoops for hope and you know coach Yao worked tirelessly on this this was a, a major campaign for her and brenda steen who was the women's basketball marketing liaison at Wolfpack Sports Marketing. Uh, she and Coach Al collaborated on this, and I don't think anybody really envisioned what it would turn into. And not only what it's turned into with NC State, but now this, this has become a, a, a campaign across the country. Uh, other schools are having their Hoops for Hope game. High schools across the country are having Hoops for Hope game. They may call it something different. But in essence, it's, it's the same thing. And, and the, the, the seeds of the Hoops for Hope were sown at Reynolds Coliseum. And, and the first year that Hoops for Hope uh, was conducted, and at halftime, when you saw hundreds and hundreds of people walk out uh, in varying stages of, of a cancer battle. At halftime, I'm sitting there with one of the sponsors from Time Warner, and you could not, we just started crying. You, you couldn't fake the emotion. It was just so overwhelming. Uh, and, you know, at that stage, I think there might have been 8,000 people in the stands that day. Everybody's wearing pink. They're all standing. Everybody's bawling their eyes out. Uh, you just felt so proud. And, and, and you, you, you felt, you felt their, the obstacles that they're trying to overcome. Uh, and it's just grown more and more over the years. And I tell you what, if, if, if this game is not sold out, there's a problem. I don't have any doubts that there, that, there, that it won't be sold out. Uh, but you really need to come out. And, and again, they're playing Virginia. Coach Debbie Ryan has been battling you know, pancreatic cancer for a number of years. Uh, she's had her struggles. And uh, she will be at the arena that day. And it will be a marvelous, marvelous event. And, and I really invite everybody to come out, not just for Coach Yao, but almost in her honor. Uh, but also it, it's, it's something you, you, you will not forget, and I can attest to that. Absolutely, and that game is Sunday, February 15th against the University of Virginia as a 3.30 start time uh, over at Reynolds Coliseum, and we'll definitely be putting the word out, hoping to get everyone out there. But we're here with Patrick Keenis on the Sports Revolution, 88.1 WKNC. He is the play-by-play voice of the Wolfpack women, and you can hear them right here. Uh, the Patrick, I'm just going to turn into Thursday night, and the pack takes on Boston College. And and uh, what do you expect to see on Thursday night? Are you are you still wondering exactly what you're going to expect to see as far as the team and as fans and kind of the atmosphere goes? Yeah, um, I'm not sure what to expect. I know that the fan turnout will will be will be outstanding. Uh, people will come just to pay their supports to the team to coach. Uh, I'm sure we will have many first-time people coming inside Reynolds for that game, and that's fine. 
that's fine. If, if, if this is what they want to do to kind of, uh, you know, pay, pay homage to her and, and that's what it takes, come out because every, everybody there, as, as we mentioned earlier, is feeling a, a, a great sense of loss. And the more people who can be there to help support us, the players, especially the staff, uh, the, the long-time employees at the university, uh, we, would, we, we would love to have you out there. To me, it's, it's going to be a little bit strange because, you know, generally when, when, you, have, when you have this type of, of tragedy and you lose such a key figure, most of the time all of the, you know, the, the viewings and the funeral and the burial are, are behind you. And in this case, it's still in front of us. So, so it's going to be real. This, I know there is a, a tribute to coach at Reynolds Coliseum tomorrow night on Wednesday and then the game on Thursday, and then you have the, the visitation Friday, and then the, the funeral in the afternoon, and then the burial on Saturday over in Gibsonville. You know, the, the, the team and the staff and, and the university, to a large extent, we're all still going to be kind of in the middle of that, of that grieving process. Uh, so I, I, I can't imagine what emotions are going to be flowing through those players on that court. Uh, knowing that the next day is going to be an even tougher day than Thursday, and Saturday is likely to be, uh, you know, uh, another very difficult day for the team. So, so I'm not quite sure what to expect, but I'm really glad that there's going to be a lot of people there to help us because we'll need it. Yeah, absolutely. And just real quickly, I want to get to to one more question. Uh, you watched this team. You've been around these these young women. Uh, and these coaches and the staff, and how do you think that they'll fare the rest of the season? I mean, it's obviously a huge, a huge thing for anyone to deal with as far as you know, death of a of a coach and a mentor and a friend uh, like Kay Yao, but but especially for a college kid to deal with. How do you think that they'll respond in the coming days? Well, um, uh, they will respond as Coach Yao taught them how to face adversity, and you can't bow down from it. You have to attack it. You, what you, what Coach Al always espoused was circumstances you may not be able to control, but your response you have 100% control over. And while in a, in a lot of cases with this team, this is probably the most traumatic event that they've experienced in their lives. You know, for a lot of these players and for some of the staff members, James, this, this is the first moment of, of a loss of you know, that's on par with the loss of a parent. I mean, in, in many ways, that's what Coach Yao was. It's always been characterized as a family, which it, I, I can absolutely agree with. It, it is a family. It's, a, it's an extensive network of players and, and sisters and brothers and, and family members, but it is a family. Uh, so, so getting through this, how will they, how will they fare? They, they will play in Coach Yao's spirit as they have, as they did against Duke, as they did against North Carolina. Uh, Coach Glance is is a, a, an extremely capable leader and uh, comforter and, and mentor. She's learned from, from the best. And, and they'll, they'll have their bumps. I mean, if you just look at the schedule, even without the, the Coach Yao element thrown into the pot, you know, now they're talking about five or six consecutive road games. Uh, eight games within 28 days in the month of February. And and as a, as a practical matter, if you just break down this team and compare year over year over year, this is not one of Coach Yao's most talented teams. It's, it, it's not very deep. 
Uh, it's not very experienced. Yet they play with the absolute conviction that, that Coach Yao has, has uh, instilled in them. So, so it, it will not be an easy path. Uh, you know, will, will they reel off, you know, eight wins in the next ten games? Probably not. Uh, just, just taking a, 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 a true analytical, you know, angle on this team. Uh, but they will play with her heart. They will play with her spirit. They'll play with her passion. And uh, that's that's all a coach could ever ask of this team. Absolutely, and a great a great coach and a great lady, and we're absolutely thrilled to be spending uh, the time that we can, despite the circumstances. Uh, coach Yaz is definitely... Okay, and we return to Reynolds Coliseum. Our next person to reflect is Stephanie Glantz, who's been by Kay's side the last 15 years, and she was a camper but not a player on the team. So, uh, Stephanie, come ahead. Wow. Yeah, I'm gladly mentioned that I was a KL camper because that started when I was 13 years old right here in Reynolds Coliseum. And, uh, you know, it's so amazing because when I was a kid, I used to look up to her and think, wow, this is a really cool person. This is a great person. And then sometimes those people that you have on a pedestal when you're a kid, sometimes you grow up and you realize, hmm, okay, maybe they weren't as great as I thought they were. But I grew up and Coach Al was still on a pedestal and she was even greater than I ever thought she was when I was 13. So I have been truly blessed to be here working with her and having a part in her life for the last 15 years. And I thank God for that every day. And I just wanna reiterate as everyone who's stood here tonight has said how much Coach Al always appreciated the fans, the band, the cheerleaders, the dance team, and just the whole NC State community. She won't be able to say that to you anymore, but I hope that you will, as we will, hang on to her words and know how important all of you have been in her life as well. And I just want to say also that Thank you to the many fans and friends who have sent their support to us through email, phone calls, text messages. Uh, former players are included in that group. Thank you, thank you all so much. So I just wanted to say that before I, I begin here. During her uh, battle with cancer in the last couple of years, she was given this book. She was given many gifts at different times, but. One day she was given a book 
and the title of the book is called She, dot, dot, dot. The author of the book is Kobe Yamada. And you know, I know that the, the people who gave Kojal the book thought that it really represented her and spoke about her. But of course, Kojal, in her humility, didn't think that at all. She just thought it was a really cool book and it had some really great things to say. So she brought it in my office one day and she said, look at this book. This is really neat. So I thought that it would be very appropriate to share with you just a few phrases from that book because it is indeed Coach Al. She loved life and it loved her back. Celebrate her passion. She listened to her heart above all other voices. Celebrate her wisdom. She was kind, loving, and patient. Celebrate her tenderness. She woke up one day and threw away all her excuses. Celebrate her accountability. She turned her can'ts into cans and her dreams into plans. Celebrate her goals. She ignored people who said it couldn't be done. Celebrate her independence. She had a way of turning obstacles into opportunities. Celebrate her magic. She went out on a limb, had it break off behind her, and discovered she could fly. Celebrate her faith. She walked in when everyone else walked out. Celebrate her friendship. She just had this way of brightening the day. Celebrate her radiance. She ran ahead where there were no paths. Celebrate her bravery. She held her head high and looked the world straight in the eye. Celebrate her strength. She not only saw a light at the end of the tunnel, she became that light for others. Celebrate her compassion. She made the world a better place. Celebrate her. Dear Coach Al, your spirit amazed us. Your faith inspired us. You taught us so many things, like don't let the urgent get in the way of the important. You stopped and talked to every person that came your way, no matter how many meetings you had to rush off to, no matter how busy your daily agenda was, people always came first to you. You said, when life kicks you, let it kick you forward. So in 2006, 07, after taking a leave of absence for 16 games, with the effects of chemo weighing heavily, you came back and you guided your team to 700 wins, to an incredible win over UNC on senior night on the court that bears your name, and to a win over number one ranked undefeated Duke in the ACC tournament. You definitely 
let it kick you forward. You said, don't wallow in self-pity. You'll drown. Just swish your feet a little and get out. You did. You said, attitude is the key to everything. You said, we have no control over what happens to us, to our circumstances, but we have 100% control over how we will respond. You responded with such class, grace, and dignity. You knew that you could not change the direction of the wind, but you could adjust your sails. And you adjusted time after time, after each dose of chemo, after each day of feeling badly, after each time of not being able to eat or drink, after neuropathy made you feel unsteady as you walked, after each time you lost your hair and you had to decide which wig you would wear next. You adjusted your sails when you were too weak to stand and coach. So you sat in a courtside chair and coached your heart out. You adjusted your sails when your hands were burned from chemo and you couldn't lead the team in our opening cheer prior to practice. So you clapped with your wrist. You always saw the glass half full. You said you prayed that God would show you a purpose for your cancer. He did, and all of us were privileged and inspired as we witnessed your most gracious and powerful battle against your greatest opponent, cancer. You said, what a blessing that starting a cancer foundation came out of your tremendous battle against cancer. You shared with us that Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And now Christ is saying, welcome home and well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. Thank you. Would, would all ex-players or anybody that ever worked for Coach Al or any campers in the, that ever went to a camp, would you stand up, please? If you ever played ex-players or been to a camp, stand up.
Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, I wanted to also let you know that the ushers tonight, the car parkers, the campus police, everyone that worked tonight donated their time, so make sure to thank them as you're leaving the building because Coach Al meant so much to them. Uh, if you don't know, the viewing of Coach Al will be on Friday from 10 to 2 at the Colonial Baptist Church in Cary and the burial in Gibsonville at 10 o'clock on, on uh, Saturday morning. So have a good night. God bless you, and let's, let's celebrate this great life. Thank you. And you're listening to 88.1 WKNC as things come to a close in Reynolds Coliseum at the tribute to uh, the late Coach K. Yao, the women's basketball program, uh, in front of a crowd with a quite different demeanor than what uh, K. Yao might have remembered, uh, cheering her teams on to uh, 737 career victories. Uh, they came to remember her reflective this time, uh, switching their normal red for pink. Uh, they listened to Robin Pate, athletic director Lee Fowler, Chancellor Oblinger, Jenny Palmatier, and now interim coach of the women's basketball program, Stephanie Glantz. Uh, earlier in the evening, uh, during the video tribute, you heard us playing an interview with Patrick Keenis, the voice of the Wolfpack women's basketball here on WKNC, uh, with James Alverson of the Sports Revolution that played last night um, here on the station. And uh, it's very difficult to uh, top what you heard earlier in the evening um, this past hour, but I thought I would close it out tonight with a few inspirational words from another uh, NC State figure cut down too soon from cancer, Jimmy V. The evening exchange will be back next week in its regular time with uh, discussion of nuclear research here at NC State. Good night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Nothing has changed for me, as Dick said. I'm a very emotional, passionate man. I and I think it, 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 you have to have an enthusiasm for life. You have to have a dream, a goal. You have to be willing to work for it. Enjoy your life, the precious moments you have. Is don't give up. Don't ever give up. To say it again. Cancer can take away all my physical ability. It cannot touch my mind. It cannot touch my heart and it cannot touch my soul. WKNC 88.1 FM Rock, The Revolution.